Africa Business Report on The Money Show. Victor Homoswana with the Africa Business Report. Renowned author. Okay, well, he's an author. He's not yet renowned. Yeah. You got to, to be renowned, what you got to do is what Max Dupria did when he first started writing. He made the mistake of telling me the story. I bumped into him at the airport the other day. And he said when he first started writing, he'd go into the bookshop and he'd nudge all of his books to the front yeah. of the pile to make sure that people saw them and, and there was an impulse buy. Have you been walking around bookshops nudging your book to, to the front of the queue? Come on, tell well, me. Well, I've been, I've been going to the new book stands and seeing if it's there. Because if it's four days old, it's new. If it's not on the new book stands, then there's something wrong, right? So, no, you can't... I mean, you write the book because you want to reach an audience. And if it's not being given the exposure, I'm sure you are well within your eyes to ask if a four-day-old book is not on the stand that's called New Books... What what is there? Always fighting with exclusive books already. (laughs) Victor Homoswada, let's go on to what's happening in the world of African business. The energy revolution in the US. It's phenomenal. The US seeing its current account deficit plummet. It's doing so so well. But terrible news for Nigeria. No, but also, Bruce, you know, I don't really understand the story because a decline or ninety percent decline it's it's quite extraordinary but remember there's this factor in the oil industry called libya that has had disruptions because of what happened with the leader being being eliminated there and i think some of the crude oil they this report says out of vanguard in nigeria with some of the crude oil of the market some, most of exports from africa have gone there because they have increased by 700,000 barrels per day from 2010 that's now imports from africa so the, the the story is a two area kind of the one region is America which is maybe diversifying at the same time it's because because Nigeria I mean the U S has been trying to diversify and reduce its over reliance on any one region they don't want to rely on the Middle East they don't want to rely on Africa too much they want to balance that but the ninety percent decline is much more to do as well with the Libyan story than anything else I guess and that nice Mister Dangote who yeah. made lots of money out of Tiger Brands promising to <laughs> Manufacture more cement. No, it's not. It's not quite that he made. I mean, he's a trader. He's come from a family business. He made out of goodwill on the business that Tiger Brands has now written off eight hundred and sixty-nine million rand. Tiger Brands has written it off because there wasn't the goodwill in the business. No, sure, sure, that was not a good deal. But what I'm saying is, his wealth was accumulated doing a whole lot of other things. No, no, no. But here, look, I mean, twenty million metric tons presently. That's the output of his business, Dangote Cement PLC in Nigeria. He wants to get it to. 29 million by August this year. Now, when we talk about Nigeria and the poor infrastructure or the infrastructure backlog, and I've seen it in Nigeria, the roads, some of the roads that need to be built, but all these kinds of industrial developments, that shows you exactly what happens. 20 million ton to 20 to 29 million is nearly a 50% rise in your capacity in less than a year. So that, that's, that's phenomenal. So it's, it's a matter of, well, if you see a backlog, as we always say, try and see if you can't turn that backlog into a business opportunity. And and I think it's a it's a good story of Dangote Cement doing well in in Nigeria in one country like that. Uh, why does Nigeria want to remap its country? It's an interesting story. I know yeah. we're focusing a lot on Nigeria yeah. Yeah, this yeah, evening, yeah, yeah. but it is yeah. the biggest <laughs> economy on the continent. After all, you know, it's these are the engineers and the land surveyors in Nigeria saying it's difficult for us to draw plans. Imagine if you don't have a very efficient system of knowing 
mapping. The country has been trying to attract mining investors. They come into the country, they want to see geophysical maps. They don't find anything. So they, the professionals, the surveyors and all these people who do the, who use maps are saying, we need digital maps. We need a central database that has all the, digital maps of the whole country so that when we try to attract investors we are able to talk about something on a central database and I think I agree with them because you cannot attract investors to invest in your mining which is what the country has been doing and yet you don't have information to them about where the minerals are. Yeah, that's a big concern of course and they need to get that sorted out. Kenya's new China funded super railway line is, yeah. is sort of running into the buffers. It ran into the buffers because they, they are Two people there who are challenging it. They are calling it unconstitutional. The problem is there are two actions to try and stop this. It's an infrastructure business, Public Procurement Oversight Authority, which has been showing a lot of teeth recently on the Kenya Railways Corporation thing. The China Road and Bridge Corporation, of okay, they're saying they acted in bad faith. I don't quite know how and why, but it's something that's being challenged, except the judge said, well, you can't have two actions challenging the same. So he said, well, there's a pending case on the same thing. You are abusing the court system if you bring a petition now to suspend the whole thing. It's a financial contract that's been signed, 327 billion Kenyan shillings, so that's not a small amount even if you express it in dollars. But I think it's a matter of maybe, what do they call it? Uh, what do they call it in court when you, are, when, you are, when you are seen to be sort of frivolous? They consider this frivolous action because mm. you can't have two actions against the same thing, they, the judge said. And my favorite story, mm. um, uh, bite your handle for this one, <laughs> Uh, the, the Ethiopians exporting uh, crocodile meat. Yeah, I have no idea. But there is a conservation centre there. Have you ever there. tasted crocodile meat? I don't taste any meat. Ooh. I don't taste even fish. Of course fish you boost. don't. So oh, you're a good person. What, how do I get to crocodile? I have no idea. But they are exporting it. Not only crocodile and the leather and the, and the leather coming out of it. The drop from 2006 to 2011 saw the, the exports of crocodile leather drop to less than 10,000 US dollars. So there's something wrong. This is quite a phenomenon thing. People go in and they're, it's breeding. And when you breed crocodiles, I'm sure, for the leather, you end up selling the meat as well. But it's, <laughs> it's yeah, you eat stuff if you eat meat. And that's why I read. Never eat <laughs> anything that can eat yeah, you Yeah, but back. they say they are preparing now to get that going. And they are exporting the crocodile meat. Surprise, surprise. Or is it to China in the Middle East? So can we tell people that crocodile meat is better than rhino horn? They solve a myriad of problems. I don't know. Man. There we go. I Victor Homeswander, the Africa Business Report.